my abs are rippling again. It's going to rise significantly more and it's going to have that more fluff and all that. They do stuff, but they don't have to do anything. You have a little bit different protocols. Uh, excuse me one second. I'm brewing a number two. Everybody's too, um, I don't know, stick up their butt. We'll back up a little bit. Again, if you know what you're doing, you'd be surprised how similar they taste. Really? <laughs> you couldn't have like texted that to me. You had to say it in a public <laughs> meeting. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. They Weird. look for food. Yeah, they're yeah. they're uh, scavenging. Yeah. You honestly can't really tell the difference. They're called <laughs> succulents. <laughs> they suck up all the neglect. <laughs> Those oh, two. Do you know you shouldn't because it could be carrying stuff that you don't want. So that's the Exactly. That's the thing. Well, I believe Wow, that was too loud. Hold on. <laughs> Let's try that again. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Friday! Oh yeah, we are nerding out on our passions. We're having fun and enjoying life to the fullest. As well as unleashing the superhero that is already within us, it is our responsibility and our honor to unleash that superhero to become the person we are meant to be and positively and profoundly impact the world around us. Guess what? Caffeinatrix is back. We get to hear what's going on with her, and I want to know what's up with her positivity. It's inspiring. We all have some fun things to share, positive stories, things we're nerding out on, new music. We have so much time and so little to see. Wait a minute. Strike that. Reverse it. Let's rock it. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. I am The Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. Dude, that was a really good intro, by the way. I don't usually say that. It's uh, The intros are always good, but that was that was particularly good. So, oh, good job. Like, yeah. what about? Just, Catherine yeah, just is the back? Way that, yeah, that, that helps, but the, <laughs> just the way you delivered it and just the, oh. the, the energy and... And yeah, it was it was good. Sweet, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention that you would not believe how many times. Except I usually say we have so what is it? So much time, so little to do. Not necessarily <laughs> so little to see. And then I'm always like, wait, strike that reverse. I feel like I don't stop. Sarah's the same way. We're just like, you know, we see people who are just like, yeah, you know, we just kind of hung around all weekend. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh me. my god. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so man. much time, so little to do. I, I often, I, I too often find myself, and maybe this is a bad thing. I find myself on the weekends, especially more, more lately. Used to be on the weekends, you know, I'd put work aside because I'm so busy at work every every weekday. Yeah. But on the on as soon as Friday night hits, and especially on Saturday and Sunday, uh, I just I just veg out, and and usually I game or I watch stuff, whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, lately in my life, I've been kind of like, I've been hitting these points where I'm like on a Saturday morning, I'll be like, what do I want to do? <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to play a game. I don't want to really want to watch anything. Yeah. I don't want to read a book. I mean, what, it's just, and it's really an uncomfortable feeling to not know what you want to do. I mean, really? Yeah. So yeah. I've been having that problem lately. Huh. That's so fun. There's so much to do though, right? I know. And that's, that's our problem is we're just like, oh my gosh, I need to breathe, you know? And then people are like, <laughs> why can't you get on a game at seven or 8 PM? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like literally like sweating and stressed out trying to get on. It's a game with everybody because we just are so busy constantly. And that's it's not necessarily dude. with 
all fun things. I mean, if it was like back to back, you know, hey, we're hanging out with people and doing fun things and I'd be like, whatever, that's great. But it's just tasks. In fact, Sarah and I were talking about tasks and how tasks seem to creep in and then take over our lives. And it's like, you know, you look back on life. Do you remember the tasks that you accomplished? No, no. You remember the adventures and the fun and the the memories and all those good things that you. And here's the other thing, too. I guarantee you tasks will never end. You will never finish your checklist if you're task oriented because there will always be new ones and it will just never end. So I figure like, you know what? Yeah. Set aside the time you're going to do and say, okay, I'm going to get these tasks done and I'm going to take, I don't know, four hours, five hours, two hours, whatever. Set a timer at the end of that timer, wrap up whatever task you're on and then stop because it'll never end otherwise. Oh, dude, let me give you a quick update. Dude. The gluten-free journey continues coming up on oh, that. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm past that halfway point already. So wanted to give you that little wow. halfway point check already. I know I'm impressed, dude. I'm, I'm very impressed. I would have a much more difficult time than you cutting gluten out of my diet. It's easy because my mom is celiac and because we've been around gluten-free for a long time okay. that we know how to cook gluten-free and eat good gluten-free foods that actually taste really good. And honestly, some okay. of the stuff we cook, you wouldn't even know anymore. We, Interesting. Sarah's right. made gluten-free muffins for years now, and you honestly can't really tell the difference. Oh, nice. I and like if, muffins. If anything, I like gluten-free muffins better now because they're not quite so carb load. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like, you yeah. know, you eat a lot of bread, and you just kind of get that, oh, uh, feeling. <laughs> so, what? I don't just out of curiosity, what what is the base for for gluten-free muffins? What what are they using in, in place of wheat flour? Well, I don't know the exact combination, but there's a thing called one-to-one, which is a combination of various, you know, flours, huh. but you can do nut flour. So like almond flour, you can do rice flour. There's, I think like, is it pea protein? Maybe I don't even know. And it, so and I mean, it behaves the same way cooking wise as, well, as wheat flour. It's a little different. Okay. I mean, you know, wheat flour, especially with yeast and stuff like that's going to rise significantly more and it's going to have that more fluff and all that. Okay. But again, if you know what you're doing, you'd be surprised how similar they taste. Okay. anymore now there were muffins back in the day and in fact you know early early gluten-free days you know when people started marketing i mean it tasted like chalk and i mean it was <laughs> disgusting but there's a bread company called outside the bread box i think is what it's called it's good it's got a different texture than bread but it's really good and it tastes okay. very similar so i've not really noticed much in the way of changes with the one exception and benefit of i've dropped some some pounds in fat yeah, that's good. Which, I mean, that's, never that's bad. not surprising. I mean, because, you know, everybody gained that COVID, whatever, 15 or, you know, 20 or whatever. Well, not everybody, but I'm sure some people did. <laughs> I'm sure. So it was easy because I couldn't work out. And so by dropping the gluten and also cutting down on the sugar, I noticed that, hey, my clothes are feeling looser again, back to where they normally felt. So that's good. Also trying to be intentional about only eating added sugar like one to two days a week. It's tough, by the way. That That's a Dang. lot tougher than going gluten-free, to be honest. But it's going okay. I'm not craving the sweets as much, even though still a little bit. Here's the other thing that I'm not sure if this is related or not, is that the heart palpitations have been better over the last week. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's related to gluten or sugar or stress or all of the above. I mean, I don't know. I'm noticing some positive changes and I'm not really noticing much in the way of anything else. That's positive in both areas because, well, maybe gluten wasn't the culprit, so after the 30 days, you know, I'll probably reintroduce the, the gluten and see how I feel. And if it's fine, then, you know, I'll probably eat gluten here and there, but I, I might still keep it to a minimal. Right. Just so that, you know, my abs can look like yours. Stay nice and chiseled. You'll get there someday. That's a good that's goal. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it's time to bring on uh, Miss Caffeinatrix. 
Ill, <laughs> Natalie. Been too long. Do you remember the song by uh, Steve Winwood and it was uh, Valerie? You know that that Valerie? yeah. Every time you know, yeah. every time I hear that song, I think of Eddie Van Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I and I and I wonder, did Eddie ever play that song for Valerie when they were married, or went like he, before their wedding or at their wedding? I don't know, but I don't, I, know. I, I don't know why. But that's that's what pops into my head when I hear that Stevie Winwood song, and yeah. I and of course I remember it. Yeah, and now when I think of Natalie, because it's the same exact syllables, you know, Natalie Valerie. Now I think of that song, except it's Natalie instead of Valerie. <laughs> now I got stuck in my head. I know. Dang it. Let's bring her on. Natalie. Hello. How's it going? Hey. Hello. Hello. My 10 pack is flexing uncontrollably right now and I can't stop. My abs are rippling in excitement. That just, no. Oh my God. No. Pretty much. I've never heard someone say that. First time for everything. Welcome back. Thank you. How I are know you? It's been, it's been a hot minute. I'm good. I'm making it through. I mean, I know what's what else is new with me except for like a new quarter, but this quarter is like pretty dry. Yeah. So I'm just trying to kind of get through it, <laughs> but it's almost over. So that's Yay. good. It's been since yeah. before fall. It was like end of summer. I think that really? you were on last. Yeah. It was like September. Wow. Maybe? No, no, no. Yeah. I swear no. it's been since then. Really? I, I was on a couple of times over the summer. That's what I was talking about. I, I did have a quick call in when I was back in Savannah in the fall for fall yeah, quarter. It was quick. Yeah. I just looked September twenty fifth. I have, 25th. That's I have re- no sense of ridiculous. time. We're still in a pandemic. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know what you mean. Dang I know. It. Well, what what the heck is new with you? It's been long enough that we got to catch up. Oh my gosh! Well, I hope you're going to catch me up on your life too. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but I'm curious. <laughs> okay, well, don't worry about I'm that. Just kidding, we but will, I want to chat. But I don't. <laughs> I'm back in Colorado, actually, mm-hmm. because we're still online. I don't know how long like we'll still be online for, so I kind of want to switch it up and stay in Colorado mm. while I can. Sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm still paying for for my apartment in Savannah, which is a bummer, but I'm saving money other ways because I don't have to pay for food and stuff like that since I'm just staying. Oh, yeah at my childhood home with my dad. So that's been nice. And I've been working. I've been picking up some shifts at Harbinger. Yay. You know, Ah. back to the old grind. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Pun intended. (laughs) That was good. That was good. (laughs) Brewing coffee for people. Pulling out an espresso. Mm. Is it even open? I mean, I mean to come sit, like it's just come in and get your coffee and leave or what? Here's the sitch. Obviously, they want to be back open for dine-in because it's just, it's not the same experience. And that goes without saying, you know, but I think the goal is to start opening it up for dine-in once employees are eligible for vaccinations. Okay. Because then employees are safe. Obviously, I'm eager for it to open again because I love, I love working there and I love going there. Like I started going there before I even worked there every Thursday with my dad. That experience is very close to my heart. So oh, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to that experience being available again to, to customers. But it definitely is different on the barista end too, because you know you have a little bit different protocols. It's not as different as I thought it would be actually. It's pretty similar, except I have to wear a mask. People can't bring their own cups. You don't have to do dishes, yeah. which is really Woo-hoo! amazing. That's nice. That saves so much time. Yeah. But yeah, it was really, really nice to be back. Obviously, there's there's a lot of new faces, which is always, it's exciting, but it's also kind of sad because I miss my old barista buddies. Yeah. 
I love every time I get the opportunity to pull a shift. Yeah. So, well, speaking of opportunity, do you ever have the opportunity to do more of those uh, barista puns? Like, for example, excuse me one second, I'm brewing a number two. <laughs> Or what? What other ones, Brian? Um, I, I don't. I mean, I really know. like the back to the grind one. Come yeah, on, that's good. I, I don't know. Up. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I, I've actually never heard any of them. So this this is all new to oh me. Oh my gosh, I've never heard the number two. Before. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> Try it out sometime. That's see a how, good see one. what kind of reaction yeah. you get. School wise, though, I mean, you've got. You, you were telling me that you've got some kind of an, an event. Is that is that what you're talking about? Like an event that you're putting on? Actually, it took place over the last week. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> to be honest. A lot of work and time went into planning that. So we called it industry week Mm -hmm. where we basically invited a bunch of people from industry, industry professionals to come and lead talks and workshops, Q and A's and give portfolio reviews to students. Mm -hmm. It was such an interesting experience, one, to organize such a big event like that. I do have Zoom to thank because that saved us from having to deal with a lot of coordinating flights and stuff like that. If we weren't in a pandemic, which honestly, thank goodness. Before we kind of took over the club IDSA, which stands for Industrial Designers Society of America. Do you call it IDSA? No, we just call (laughs) it IDSA. We got an IDSA meeting tonight. IDSA. Uh, I can't come to the IDSA meeting. IDSA, IDSA, IDSA. IDSA, IDSA, IDSA. No, 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 because if it was a bomb. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Exactly. It was really great to have an event for industrial students and other students who could come and be a part of it as well. But there haven't been events geared towards industrial students. So we're kind of just making a name for ourselves and we're trying to build that community among students in our major, whether industrial is their major minor or they're just interested in it. We want to build that community where people can come to and go to events and hang out and ask questions and all of that fun stuff. So. We're hoping that it will become an annual thing and this will kind of be our way of leaving a little bit of a legacy that can continue on even after we graduate. Very cool. Okay, cool. like it. Nice. Have you taken your Christmas tree down yet? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know it was up really late. So, you know, just like mine. It wasn't too long ago that it got taken down. (laughs) (laughs) We just finished my studio tree this last weekend. It is a special thing. It doesn't get yeah. to stay up very long. It's only one time of year when it's like acceptable. I couldn't just put it up in the summer if I felt like it. Seriously. So end of November to mid-February is a very acceptable thing. It's a lot of work to put all that stuff up and take it down again. Yeah. Kind of just got to enjoy it a little bit. But I was starting to get some shade from people who would see it in the background. of uh, that, is, that is so they lame. They would call me out. I haven't told you this, but... You need new it friends. It really bothers me that your Christmas tree is still up. You couldn't have like texted that to me. You had to say it in a public <laughs> meeting with all these people in it. Thank you. That's ridiculous. Thank you for that. So your apartment sits vacant. You're paying for it. Is it just sitting there? Do you have like squatters or anything like that? You're not going to believe what? that I've got some new roommates. Oh, no. Rats. Oh, I'm only asking Santa for one thing, a big box of glue traps to help me deal with my excessive rat problem. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave anything out. I should have asked Savannah, obviously very old city. When I told my dad that, oh my gosh, I think my apartment has rats. He was like, oh, that's no surprise. There's rats all over the city. Yeah. I've never seen a rat in the city ever. (laughs) I've never seen a rat, but you know what? I have seen. Flying cockroaches. Oh, they have those down there? Nice. 
so uh, so gross. And if you leave your windows open, then they'll fly into your apartment. Uh, yeah. So, but I've never seen a cockroach in my apartment. However, the other apartments in my building, I've seen them in there. Sometimes they just get in. Sometimes you'll find them like dead, but you don't really know if they're dead. Pretty gross. Don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. Thank goodness I've never had a cockroach in my apartment. Thank goodness. But now look at us. We've got rats instead. And <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Rats mm. are cute though. They are. You'll come back well, to like bubonic plague and like smart. all these holes in your furniture. I, It'll be really cool. But they're, I they're know, friendly. I know. So There's antibiotics room- for that. That's true. <laughs> You're good. My roommates send me this text and they're like, hey, we need to talk. And I'm like, oh no. And so we have this call and they're like, yeah, our apartment has rats now. We've closed off everything. They're kind of just around the kitchen, dining room area. And I'm like, are you sure they're rats? And they send me a photo. They've caught three. Oh, they caught three rats. That is an excessive rat problem. Dang. Old apartment buildings. So they're getting into big cracks and stuff or. Well, I guess. But the thing is that like, because my building is so old, the walls are like brick. A piece of drywall just glued onto a brick oh, wall. Right. So it's not Fair like enough. they can go and get into the walls. Those brick walls do have space between them. Apparently, there was a big hole behind our oven. And oh. they were coming in from behind there. Oh. But there were multiple holes. And the landlord only blocked one hole off. Oh, so no. they're still coming in. <laughs> oh, man. I asked them. I was like, hey, have they chewed up the furniture? Have they chewed on any of the walls? Because I'm concerned with like losing my security deposit. That has I, nothing to do with it's you. It's not my fault that yeah. the rats are there, but my roommates are not very great with the dishes. So that might be a contributing oh. factor. But the good thing is that I guess they haven't chewed on anything. I'm like, what do they do? They just come out at night and like walk around. Like that's it. They're scouring like, for food. So they weird. look for food. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're uh, scavenging. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no evidence that they've gotten into the trash or anything. When they were first kind of coming out, my roommates told this story about how they had taken the trash out of the trash can, but we have to walk our trash out into this alley and put it in the dumpster. And so it was like really late and they were like, we'll just take the trash out tomorrow. And the rats came out at night. There was no hole in the trash or anything. It's super weird. They haven't gotten into the food in the pantry or anything like that. Well, they probably smell it and can't figure out where it is. Yeah. Ghost rats. Wow. Wow. Well, came in off the ships. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about that. That's just not fun to deal with. I'm laughing at your expense (laughs) because I know it'll, I know it'll be resolved. And so right now it's just something you can chalk up to experience. I'm sorry to hear about your excessive rat problem, but at the same time, (laughs) it's a good story. So thanks for sharing. (laughs) Thank you for your concern. I would be honestly, no, because I mean, rats in general are not known to be the healthiest creatures in the world. They do harbor a bunch of fun little things that you don't want to be around. Yeah. yeah, You know, and then Mm -hmm. as a thing, like we have so many squirrels around Colorado. It's like, you just want to walk up and pet one and, you know, but you know, you shouldn't because it could be carrying stuff that you don't want. So that's the, exactly that's the thing. Well, okay. But on a positive note, I can always count on you to have a new song to share. So what you got? <laughs> well, <laughs> before I tell you the song, I got to just say, I was kind of disappointed in my Spotify rap this year. My Spotify thinks I listen to all of this music that I don't. Uh oh. Hmm. I thought it's gotten hacked. I, every time I go and change my password and there's a way in Spotify that you can log out of everything. 
I've done this probably like three or four times. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a glitch. But my listen on repeat are like classical songs, <laughs> things that I never have listened to. And so it totally <laughs> jacked up my Spotify rap. Oh, no. That's so disappointing. Like, my, <laughs> my results are so skewed. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying so that I thought this- it was. Use Spotify the way I use it and just search for a genre and click on the, or a band you like and hit that band's radio. You can't go wrong, man. True. I know. But I'm I'm sad because like all my For You, like my Discover Weekly and like Release yeah. Radar and stuff, it's no one that I actually want to listen to. So it's, yeah. it's a lot harder for me to find new music these days. I hear you. But with that said, the song that I'm going to drop today is called Veins by Tomco and it's T H O M dot K O. Okay. Hmm. And I found this song while I was in Savannah and it was finals and I was so stressed. The song is just such like a, it's like the sun is coming out. It just is happy. And it was a nice song to kind of like take a break <laughs> to and be like, you know what? There's more to life. That's awesome. So I love it. It's the like the I'm sun sharing. is coming out. That's nice. Tomco. Well, veins. <laughs> That's a really yes. good one because mine is called On a Rainy Sunday. Mine's bringing the rain out and yours is bringing the sun out. So it's a great little balance here. Nice dichotomy. Yeah. yeah. By yeah. the way, so it's by I Am Empire and love the band. It's a really nice song, by the way. So On a Rainy Sunday, I'm going to put both those in the TRBS 2021 mix. So you can go check them out. But thank you for sharing that. Tomco Veins. It's in the mix already. Go listen to Woo. it right now. Do it. Do it. Very cool. All right. So now. <laughs> Speaking of sun coming out and nice things that are growing and all that, what are you nerding out on? Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. We are getting get, you started. Uh-oh. I'm going to get Do we have too time? excited. <laughs> okay, no. Well, this is exciting if you're nerding out. Like if you're yeah, excited, totally. then we're excited. My abs are rippling again. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Mine are pulsating. What is, oh what is it? My pecs are pulsating too. What, so what? The suspense is killing us. I hope it'll last. Again, it's too exciting. What is it? <laughs> plants. <laughs> oh. Wait, like talking plants? Or- Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I hope it didn't. I like plants. No, no, no. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. I love plants. When I moved to Savannah, I got a bunch of plants and I have to leave some big ones there because I can't fit them in the car. But I always take the smaller ones back and forth with me. <laughs> They're like my children. They're so beautiful and they need care and taking care of them is part of like my morning routine. Like I get up and I make my bed and I brush my teeth and shower. And then after I like get ready, I go downstairs and I miss them and I water them. You know, they're just chilling. Sometimes I'll bring them into the bathroom while I shower to give them some humidity. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm kind of like low key a plant collector now. I love when it. When did this gotta, start? I don't know. I think it really kind of escalated last, <laughs> like over the fall through okay. the winter. Because nice. I did this project actually in one of my classes where I designed an electric vehicle charger that's powered by plants. Huh. Because electric vehicles, everybody thinks, you know, they're so they're so green, they're so awesome, but really they're not that much better than regular cars because of the way that the electricity is sourced to power them right so basically plants are used or can be used as a source of renewable energy it's called biomass Mm -hmm. but it's not really used or talked about because people don't want to like compete with food sources for animals and stuff like that 
basically I had to do a project with plants and that's what it like turned into. But plants have so many benefits. Oh yeah. Like they help humans in so many ways. Like they purify the air, they can reduce stress, they can help promote healing, which is why a lot of people bring plants to like someone who's in the hospital or something like that. Hmm. But they have all of these properties that, that are just so cool. And also they just look they look cool. Oh yeah. And they're just chilling. So wait, what are the top so, three plants that you recommend for aesthetics and like a healing aspect mentally and, you know, physically? I feel like a lot of people don't get plants because they aren't home very much or they, they kind of neglect their plants. So they just buy those like fake plastic yeah, things or they don't sing, which is so sad, but yeah. there are plants that you can get that thrive on neglect. <laughs> Honestly, they're called succulents. <laughs> they suck up all the neglect. <laughs> Those two. But like if you completely ignore it, like if you put it in a dark corner of a room and only water it maybe once every month or so, like it'll it'll be fine. Interesting. It'll still grow. One of which is a snake plant. I've Those never really thrive on neglect. They a like to be dry. Plant. Okay. They they're kind of like groovy looking. If you put the plant in a planter that looked like a head, it would look like spiky hair. I love it. That is cool. There's also one called the ZZ plant. Like a ZZ top? Like two Z's, like ZZ top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one of those in Savannah, which I'm confident that it'll be fine, even though it's had no water since I've been there the last time because it thrives on neglect. Mm. Even if you ignore it, it just keeps growing. And we have one at my house here that's just huge now. They're kind of like rubbery looking. And then my other recommendation would be a pothos plant. Apothos what? or pothos? Pothos. P-O-T-H-O-S. Oh, okay. I, I'm I thought maybe you were pronouncing these. pathos in a weird way. Like pothos. it's a pathetic. Like the, because she's better than all of us. Pathos. Pothos. No, pothos. Pothos. Okay. But this one's really cool. This is one of my favorites, actually. And okay. there's a ton of different kinds. You can get them in like different colors or different leaf patterns or whatever. It's kind of bushy and they usually are hung from the ceiling mm-hmm. or you can put them on a shelf and they grow down. Like they have really long like viney things and they just hang. They're okay. Cool. It looks like a philodendron. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the family it belongs to. We've got a philodendron that I've had for many years. It is still alive and you know, you take the little shoots off and you grow new ones and everything like that and they, they can last forever. I swear they last Honestly. forever. Honestly. Yeah. If you take care of them, yeah, they could last and live so, so long, which is crazy because yeah. I grew up and my mom killed every plant that we have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the three plants that thrive on neglect, snake plant, ZZ plant, and pothos plant. Pothos. That's, I love yes. it. Or philodendron. So whatever you want to go after, but I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I would say the snake plant and the ZZ plant really thrive on neglect okay. way more so than the pothos. Well, the pothos, the pothos does pothos, die. Yes. Yes. I can let it dry out and it'll be fine though. I just really like that one. That's one of my favorites. Sweet. I love it. Well, thanks for sharing that. Now we know (laughs) plants are cool. And if we have any plant questions, we can come to you. You know, Johnny pistol shot. You're out. Yeah. Well, (laughs) caffeinatrix is in. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of poison Ivy though. Just, or poison Oak, just, you know, having those kind of throughout the house, make sure you touch them a few times. Good times. You know, keep you on your toes, right? Yeah. You know, it's good. (laughs) Well, my question for you, though, you know, I know you sing to your plants or you, you know, you care for them. Obviously, the plants are thriving. I don't know. You know, that song that you gave me a (laughs) long time ago. Yeah, you do now. Uh, That song you gave me, was it last year? Yeah, the singing sunflower song. 
So when I think of you and plants and anything, I think of positivity and I have to know, Aww. I've been wanting to know this question for a long time, actually, because every time you come on the show, every time I've interacted with you, you're just a positive person. I've traditionally been a very positive person most of my life. And then, you know, life happens and it kind of drains your positivity and stuff. I'm just curious, though, for you, your positivity, your spirit. I don't even know what you want to call it, uh, what you embody. How did you get to this point? Because I feel like you are one of those people that just kind of, well, you know, like the singing. She's got a bright and shining aura. Yes, a bright (laughs) and shining aura. It's quite fantastic. Just like the pothos. The pothos. Yes. (laughs) So talk to us. Um, Seriously, though, (laughs) is there a story behind this at all? Or are you just like, oh, I'm just positive. It's just, you know, natural. I see there's a lot of negativity in the world. A lot of people who are negative and angry and they want to nitpick and they want to fight and they're hurting. I see that a lot. And it is rare to see a bright, shining, positive person in the world right now. Do you feel any sort of you know pressure from the negative you know influences around that are that are more and more around us especially lately do you struggle with it a little bit not even necessarily pressure as much as like does it weigh you down yeah i've always kind of understood the power of positivity okay but why like where did it come from well i know what it's like to be like made fun of Okay. Or bullied or like anything like that. I feel like that is a feeling that is very familiar to a lot of people, which oh, is yeah. obviously a very sad thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of it. Throughout elementary school, throughout middle school, especially like freshman year of high school, I really struggled to find a good friend group yeah. that was supportive and fun. And, you know, they had my best interests in, in mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. But every friend group or person that I really came across or got close to, it seemed like after a while, they kind of had an ulterior motive and that was to kind of tear me down, hmm. which obviously it was very difficult for me to deal with. Yeah, I felt very lonely, but through all of that, obviously I knew how it made me feel, but I'm not going to go and take someone's attitude towards me and apply it to someone else mm-hmm. because Project, yeah. yeah what is the point of that? There's no point. I've always understood the value of being positive and kind Mm -hmm. to someone. Even if someone has been super rude to me, I'm not going to be rude back. Obviously, if they're going to like make fun of me or whatever, I'll stick up for myself. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between sticking up for myself and like being a rude person back to them. So even if I've had a bad experience with someone or I have my reason maybe for not liking someone, that's never enough reason for me to go out of my way to be rude. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, hey, how's it going? But if I have to like work on a project with them or something, for example, I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to be kind to them. I'm going to be positive. And in response to your question about did the negatives get to me, I think it's kind of impossible not to let them affect you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially when that's all you hear about, like, especially now, you know, with COVID and the recent election, there was so much negative energy. Mm-hmm, right. Anytime there's an election, there's so much like crappy stuff that comes out. Yeah. Any, any election on any level. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. There's always so much negativity. And that's, I actually, I thought about going into journalism so that I could try to be that positive voice in all of the negative things in, in the media. Mm-hmm. Because even if you turn on like the local news, it's always like, oh, this happened. So-and-so shot 
this person. Yeah. It's never something like, oh my gosh, stranger found out they were a match for person who needed a new kidney and just donated a new a kidney out of the kindness of their heart, you know, like stuff like that. Obviously, I didn't go that direction. I think that there will always be a shortage of positivity in the world. But you know what? If there's negativity around me, like if someone I'm hanging out with is being negative, I'll be like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to let you weigh me down. (laughs) Yeah. What a waste of time. Yeah. I am my own person. Like I've always been extremely independent. I think that stems from like my family situation growing up. Like my dad was, he owns a business, so he was gone a ton. And my mom was not really around either. So it was just kind of me and my brother. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, especially growing up, you know, I've grown in to be such like an independent person, especially dealing with all of that stuff with like friendships and stuff in school. You really have to to learn how to function on your own too. If I'm not vibing with someone's attitude, I'm you don't. <laughs> I don't really want to be around them. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's fair. I appreciate you sharing this because, and the reason I pushed you a little bit on that is because in my all of my interactions throughout my entire life and all of my experience that I've had with this, there's two types of positive. There's the naive positive or the uh, innocent positive, which is the person who's positive because they're happy. Nothing bad has really happened to them and you know, they're just good, right? But it's very fickle because if something happens to them, that positivity has gone because it's not rooted in anything. And then there's yeah. your type of positivity which is much deeper. It's rooted in something. There's like, you know, when negativity happens, you're able to say, you know, I'm not going to engage in that. I'm going to walk away from that. It's a much more consistent, persistent, whatever you want to call it, positivity that I rarely see in people anymore. It's a very rare thing. And I'm not just saying that just to, you know, be nice to you. I mean, I'm, I'm very serious about that. It almost sounds like your positivity is rooted in uh, a, an intrinsic sense of empathy. Is that yeah, because of what was done? Possibly. To you? Right. That is interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess I I never really have thought about it. I have noticed about myself that I have probably the most consistent mood out of anyone <laughs> that I know. <laughs> yeah. Like I I I really felt this way for like a couple months. I was just noticing it over and over again. I felt like people could come and talk to me, which obviously they can, but they could come approach me in any mood. And they knew that I would always be in the same mood. Like Mm. they knew and they know that like if they came to me and talked to me, they would probably never catch me in a bad mood or sad mood. Like my mood is just so consistent. And I honestly, I was kind of like, dang it. Like I wish I kind of felt like people were relying on my mood Mm. a little bit. To to bring them up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I was like, dang it. That kind of sucks. I wish that I wish that people could get there on their own. Yeah. And also it leaves me feeling a little bit drained in the end totally because you know i'm there like kind of supporting them and i feel like i'm kind of always that person and don't get me wrong i love i love helping people and uplifting people and you know believing in what people are doing yeah but it is draining at times and when i do meet someone else who is operates on a similar wavelength to me mm-hmm. as far as positivity goes and all of that like i leave feeling so refreshed and energized after that oh, reaction yeah. interaction. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Based on just what you said right there, you know, your whole little story on a general level, you and I are in a very similar path or have been with the exception of that. Unfortunately, I've had some negative things happen to me in recent years that have 
kind of pushed my positivity down. Not, not like I, it's not like I let it like, okay, fine. I'll give in. It's just been like, you know, you, when you get like thrown in the mud and kicked over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you know, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, to get out of that. It's hard to have that positivity, but I had the same story as you, you know, where it's like I was bullied as a kid all the way through early high school. I kind of decided I'm going to do radio. And so then all of a sudden I was popular, which is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. But I had the same thing where it's like, you know, hey, I have empathy for others because of how I was treated. I didn't want to treat others that way either. And I was exact same way with that. You know, it's like I was that consistent positivity that everybody came to and unloaded on me too. And it's like, same thing. I was happy to help them, but it was draining. And it's like, where do you go to, you know, get your tank filled essentially? And I like what you said earlier, Tony, your question with, is the negativity affecting you because it really has me. And in fact, I was having a, a really good conversation over messenger with moonlight. Thank you, by the way. And I was asking like, do you think we've been too negative? Cause I know she loves positivity. And I was like, do you yeah. think I need to know? Like, have I been too negative on the show? And she said, periodically, I had appreciated the honesty. She was saying, especially with some of your TV show reviews. And I was just hmm. like, yeah. dang yeah. it. Which told me like, I can't review shows then because I love <laughs> unless you really them. like it. Well, but I if love, you really love the well, show, yeah. But I love watching them, and I when I get into that critical mode, I get too yeah. nitpicky, and it's like I don't yeah. want to do that. It's entertainment. This is ridiculous, you know. So I just I like talking about them, but I don't necessarily want to like analyze them to death. But anyway, the point is, is that I was having this conversation with Sarah a few days ago about I need to walk away from the negative conversations. I need to kind of like retrain my brain to get back into my natural habit, which is lots of positivity, lots of energy. That's who I am. But when you're surrounded by that, which just consistently brings you down one tiny little step at a time, it's that frog in the boiling water. You don't really know what happened until you're like, wait, why am I complaining all the time? Like, oh, crap, it happened. It's insidious. I'm really thankful, though, that you have maintained that positivity. And I agree with you that walking away is the right thing to do. Don't engage in those conversations because here's here's my experience, too, with with negative people. They want to complain because they want to complain. I had a conversation with someone recently. This person was complaining and I was like, I actually have the solution for you. I mean, like, well, here's the solution and here's some thoughts. And, you know, it's like it's one thing to listen when somebody's venting, but that person didn't actually want the solution. They didn't want to fix their problem. They just wanted to complain and complain and complain just because they wanted to Mm -hmm. complain. And I'm like, nope, I don't need to be engaged in this. This is just unhealthy behavior. I don't. It's just not cool. Yeah, that's what my my dad is like. Oh. That's a victim. That's what he always says. <laughs> yep. That person's being really victimy. Yep. Victimy. Um, I love it. Yeah. And that's so but going back to what you said true. about you want to be there to help them, of course, but you also want them to lift themselves up too. I know. I know. There's, and I, there's two things there. I am such a fan of hyping people up. I love hyping people up. Yeah. One of my friends, like, he'll just send me videos of him, like, doing his hair differently. If he wants to put on makeup or something, like, honestly, it looks great. So I'm going to tell him. I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, that looks amazing. Guy liner. Keep it up. I'm, yeah. so, I'm so here for this. I need to do that. I don't. <laughs> it would look good. I mean, no, but anyway, it's so important. And it's also so important, like, to know. And I feel like I've said this before on the podcast, too. Like, just because I'm a positive person, obviously, I have gone through my own stuff. Of course. Like, especially... For example, like my parents got divorced when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and that was really, really tough for me because I was like in the middle of it, like between them kind of. And it got really messy and it was like a three year divorce. And 
that was a really tough time for me. And I do remember there being like a period of my life where I was just not myself. And I felt because I was just like sad. I was upset. And I like, obviously, I knew where it stemmed from, but I was so frustrated that I couldn't just feel better and like be myself. Yes, I am a positive person, but I have gone through things. And that doesn't mean like I'm not going through something right now, too. That's because I'm positive on the outside. That's what makes your positivity real and not fake Pollyanna-ish. It's not just this, I'm going to be positive just because like you're actually, you're choosing it because of what you've been through, because of what you've seen. It's a choice. It's a lifestyle for you, not just a feeling. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that obviously what you are doing with the podcast is great. I love that you try to target positivity because like we've said, there's not enough of it. Yeah. And even something that I super appreciate, (laughs) like for example, me coming and being like, I am loving plants. Plants (laughs) are cool. And it's so cool. You guys are like, you guys are like sick. I'm vibing with this. Yeah. That is so awesome. And I feel like people are so quick to judge. Yeah. Sometimes that is my, I think that's my main frustration, more so the negativity is just how quick people are to judge things. Yeah. In high school, actually, I was told that I was credulous, which I'm not sure if they use the word correctly, (laughs) but I do not think that means what you think it means. (laughs) As they, as they explained it, they use that word, right? (laughs) But they said like, you are so willing to believe in people. Hmm. I think that is my favorite compliment I've mm-hmm. ever received yeah. Yeah. because I never, I never had even realized that later that week or something, we went to the soup party. It's like someone was throwing a party and everyone had to bring soup. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to go to that. One of our friends brought ramen. Everybody was like, oh my God, this is a soup party. Like, this is not a place for ramen. This is soup. <laughs> that is a soup. And I was like... <laughs> And someone came up to me and they were like, yeah, look what Calvin brought. Oh my god! Ramen. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, like, that's awesome. I'm here for that. Can I have some of that ramen? <laughs> I love it. Not good for you. That's, that's and, awesome. Um, I didn't even realize. And the person who complimented me, they were like, that's what I mean. That is exactly what I mean. And I was like, dang, like, I never even realized that. Yeah. So... I don't know. That's something that I, I really do love about myself. I don't, I still don't think if he never said that to me, I don't think I would have noticed. So there's two things Um, there. I wanted to, I just wanted to point these things out because you're, you're hitting on two key things that are life changers. The fact that you believe in people, that's also one of the most rare things I've ever seen. Most people, they like you, but if you disappoint them or you do something that, you know, Oh, I can't believe that person did that. You're, you're done again. I've said this before. Look in the mirror, look at yourself. Yes, you have made mistakes in your life and you will do that too. All right. No one's immune from making mistakes. So when we start passing judgment on people and going, I can't believe that person did that. Oh my gosh. The fact that you're believing in people, that's exactly what people need. Even especially when they make mistakes, but even in general, like I'm innocently bringing ramen to a soup party. I don't know any better. It's cool. I like ramen. Ramen's a soup, by the way. And hey, let's have fun. (laughs) And somebody judges you and you're just like, that's the other thing is like, okay, so I remember this memory. I was, I was bullied heavily in middle school. There were three famous Swedish bands. There was ABBA, Roxette and Ace of Base. And (laughs) I have always loved Roxette. I don't know why, but they do a lot of, of minor keys and stuff like that. Well, the guys that anyone who knew who Roxette was, I got made fun of that so much. And, And that's just one memory, right? 
And it's like, why are you making fun of me listening to this band? Right. I listen to the popular stuff too, but I like a lot of other bands that people don't even like Dido. I love Dido. People are like who's Dido? And now the people are like, Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Brian. It's an extinct bird, right? Yeah. No. Like a Dido bird. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are so many bands that I listen to that I would get made fun of for, but then it's like, there are other bands that I'd listen to. People are like, Whoa, that's pretty awesome, man. Good job. It's amazing how many times in my life I got made fun of and judged for the things that I liked. I've lost count. Mm-hmm. And well, I sure. was ashamed of it. And here's the thing. It's cool to be a nerd now, dude. I was a nerd before it was cool to be a nerd at the same time. Like I'm not like a hardcore nerd. I like a lot of nerdy things, but I like other things too. I'm tired of getting judged. I'm tired of people looking at me like, Oh, you like that? Oh my God. I'm not going to talk to you. Like I'm tired of that crap. It's happened since the beginning of time. It's always going to happen, but enough's enough. Like we've got to stop judging people for what they like. You brought up the political discussion. People judge people for their political stance. I mean, it's so inhuman. It's mean. That and is yet, so true. And yet, thank you, Caffeinatrix. Thank you, Natalie, for being such a shining example. Exactly. Of of how we all could be. Yeah. Thank and that's, you. I feel like every time I come on this podcast, you guys are always like hyping me up. And you're like, <laughs> that's what we do oh, here. Wow. You're a superhero today. And I'm yeah. like, oh, really? Oh. Thank you. I have been on the search for looking for superheroes and my natural tendency was to look for people who have like made the news and made headlines, all these superheroes. And it wasn't until maybe a couple of weeks ago that I was like, do you realize, Brian, this is me talking to myself. I like talking to myself. (laughs) Do you realize, Brian, that like everyone you've had on the show, whether they're famous or anyone, just the average who heard of Natalie before you came on the show? Just me. I was the only one. No one else knew you. The thing is, though, is like I I realized that everybody that's been on the show is a superhero. It comes down to like we need to be talking to the people next door. Some of us have learned how to unleash it and others are still working on it. You know, yeah, totally. that's why I wanted to point those two things out, though, because the fact that you believe in people and that you don't judge people is that persistent positivity, which is very real. Those are three things that most people don't do naturally. They all can do. Every one of us can do it if we choose it. So thank you for yeah. for being that example. Thanks thank for being, you. Yeah, thanks for being on and, and sharing your joy with us. Of course. Anytime. Yeah. Ask me any questions you want. I feel like so many people get like offended if you ask a certain question. Well, especially but if they don't know how to answer it. Yeah. True. True. If it's I don't know how to answer it, I'll be like, ah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what, though? Like you said earlier, most of us don't actually think about why we are the way we are. Yeah. I have done more of it than probably I ever should have because as an entrepreneur and as a podcast host, they ask you to get introspective about those things. And I'm like, I don't know. So then I start <laughs> asking these questions. Well, I realize I've OCD too much over it, but I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. Sometimes it's like, can't you just be who you are? Yeah. Oh, and the other thing, the other thing is be you don't let the world try to change you either. So if people are saying, why are you so positive or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, or, you know, why do you still have your Christmas tree up? Eh, Who cares? Don't don't, don't let them judge you. I think we can all be a little less judgmental. That's the lesson of today. Yes. How about this? How about we become non-judgmental? We can be accepting and respectful and positive and even better. I love it. Even better. Well, Caffeinatrix, thank you for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on. I feel like I came in and kind of stole the spotlight, but oh, no, 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 no. We'd no. like to talk to you. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, good. <laughs> we appreciate the content. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't yep. listen to your haters. That's listen right. to your fans. Exactly. Haters can go suck it. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you. Well, I feel like we just need to end there. That was such a good conversation. So many amazing, positive takeaways. I mean, like I'm feeling filled up. My cup is filled up right now. Actually. Yeah, mine too. I feel much shinier. Like my yeah. own, my own aura is shiny and and, uh, and super green and glowing. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Natalie. Thank you very much. So you can go to the show notes, realbrianshow.com slash 270, or of course, scroll down in your app for all of the links, our music, Natalie's song that she wanted to share is in there. So yeah, thanks for joining us though. Really appreciate it. And uh, I really hope that, oh my gosh, I just hope that was so encouraging for each person listening right now. We're, we're giddy. Giddy is a, it's a schoolgirl. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. You shouldn't try to catch dogs and cats raining from the sky unless you want to end up with shredded clothes. Also, PETA might suspect you of something. Better just stay indoors. Well, you know what the music means? Our time is up. It's been a fun time, a great episode, an extremely positive experience. And uh, between our abs rippling and pulsating. My abs. Well, mine too. You, your abs are rippling. <laughs> mine are pulsating. I mean, that is the picture to leave you with. <laughs> Have a great week. Thanks for joining us for Brian's show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.